You're listening to the How to Mum 101 podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Karen. And I'm Felicity. Today we're talking about mothers groups and support groups and we're going to talk through a couple of the options that we experienced through our pregnancies. And also some that we've done a bit of research on that also might be beneficial. And yeah, I think there's obviously, it's a changing landscape with options these days in terms of um, an actual physical support group and, and online options. But when you have that baby the first time, it can be pretty isolating sometimes. So it's good to, even if you think that you might not be isolated or you might not need one, it's good to be aware of what's available, I guess. That's right. I've definitely found these some of these groups that I used, very beneficial in terms of the information, the questions that you want to ask in the middle of the night, all those kinds of things. So yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. What's the first, what's the first one on the list in terms of support groups that we can access? I think a really good one to to start with is um, for us in South Australia, it's called CAF. So it's through, it's through, it's a government run program through, I think it's child and family health services. Yeah. And from what I could see, there is a similar program that runs in most of the states in Australia. So if you just go through a local sort of government website and search sort of early parenting groups, you might find one. But the good thing about this one, which for me was really beneficial, is you it's allocated for you. So even if you don't have friends um, or you don't have access to the internet or a Facebook group, um, it's allocated for you in your local area. So it's really good because you are grouped together with people that are having a baby around the same time as you are. Mm -hmm. And the groups are maybe eight to 12 people, um, women in your area. So you don't have to travel too far. So it's usually within your own council zone and they're actually organized for you. So I had a really good experience with my CAF's mother's group. Um, Ruby's now four and a half and I'm still connected with a lot of those mums, not as regularly as I was when I was on maternity leave, but you sort of go through that experience together with a new baby and there's just that connection that you build early on as you're learning, particularly the first time around. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I had, I also had a very good experience and it starts out as quite a formal session where you go to uh, these groups with, with all the other mothers and there's a person, a child and, hand, child and family health services nurse who is a nurse, isn't it? I think they are a nurse, yeah. Who runs the sessions and she gives you helpful information on, on how to feed your baby, what to feed your baby, uh, breastfeeding and sleeping techniques and all those kinds of things. And uh, that can be sort of anywhere from when the baby's newborn up to about six months, depending on how long you have to wait for a group to start in your area. Yes. Um, but yeah, I also had a fantastic experience with mine and, and certainly in touch with all, all the mums still after four and a half years. So yeah, it's a fantastic resource. Absolutely. I think for me as well, just the, the closest in terms of the proximity, because I thought I've got lots of friends that have got babies of varying ages, but um, knowing that I might be meeting little, you know, fat families and little babies that my child might end up going to school or yeah. childcare with. So and it's, it's funny how our paths have continued to cross as well, yes. even just through the local swimming centre, like not knowing, but rocking up and seeing Lucas and his mum um, that, you know, Ruby was within that group. So um, certainly with schooling and things like that as well, it's meeting, meeting people in the local area. So I think one of the other good things that I really enjoyed about it was because you are going to the, um, the facility, 
you can weigh and measure your baby yeah. when you're there. So it's just sort of getting those little growth. It's so fascinating the first first time around, I think, knowing how much your baby's, how much weight they've put on or how much they've grown each time. So I certainly use that benefit from being there. Yeah. And the other thing is having somewhere to go because when you're in those first few months yes. of having a newborn, sometimes you can just find yourself stuck at home and you might think about going out to the park or the shops or whatever, but sometimes it's just a bit too hard. But if you know that people are expecting you to turn up every week or whatever it is, then it's a bit more motivational to, you know, put some put some lippy on and get out of the house and go and talk to other adults. It's I, it's really great. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. There was certainly some days in the early stages where you might have had a hard night or a punami or whatever and you think it's too hard to get there but you know everyone else is in the same boat so yeah that sort of structure I found really helpful for me with calves yeah um I think the only thing to consider is um if you are a second time mum they don't offer the service so it is really only for first time mums so second time around if you are looking for a support network you probably, I know in South Australia, it's not a service that they provide second time around. So it's not something you'll be able to do again. And the thing for me as well was, yeah, you have to wait for a certain amount. They'll wait until there's a certain amount of babies in the area. So if you're looking for support straight away and there's not one available, um, you might need to wait until your baby's you know, three months old before you get allocated to a group. So you want to register as soon as possible. One of the things that I found, which was quite funny as well, in the beginning, everyone was like quite shy and sort of on their best behaviour. And towards the end of the sessions, um, they, they would always start out quite structured. So the facilitator would have a theme or a topic we would talk about and it would be sort of go around in, in a circle and everyone would wait their turn until they were spoken to. And towards the end, the facilitator almost became... A Not, nuisance. <laughs> yeah, really, they did. And it was was good, though, because we sort of built that bond and, yeah. and started to connect and felt confident talking to each other. And you could see people's personalities as parents starting to grow as they sort of built confidence over the weeks. Yeah. And, yeah, the facilitator actually became a, a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of a, a bother. So, um, yeah. so that was one thing. It really is amazing how you build a connection so quickly when you realise that people are just going through the exact same things that you are. Yeah. I remember in my first session, one of the girls said, breastfeeding is really hard. And that's all she said. And it just really connected with me because I was finding it hard, but I didn't know that other people were finding it hard. So, you know, it was great that she could be so vulnerable. It's such a simple statement, but it, it really helped me connect with her. And, and you know, that was just an, uh, one example. Yeah, know. absolutely. I think it's great. So, yeah, sounds like we both really recommend yes. the, the CAFS Mothers That's Group or the, the government one. Another one that I used the first time around was the, the Baby Centre app. Yeah. So I think you did this too, right? Yes. Yeah, so the Baby Centre app itself is an awesome app with lots of information within there. But um, there's a, a, a mother's group within the app as well that you can connect to. Um, mm. So I, I love that one as well because it's, um, it's an inbuilt support group, basically. You've always got your phone in your hand. When you're breastfeeding, you can be stuck under the baby for ages. So having, um, having your phone in your hand 24-7, and it's basically just there whenever you need it. I found that really helpful. Yep. They have monthly groups for people who are giving birth in, or due to give birth in the same month that you are. So yes. everything's really relevant to your stage of pregnancy. And then after you give birth, um, you sort of have everyone giving birth within about a three-month period. And then um, and then afterwards, yeah, you're going through the same challenges with a newborn and, and supporting one another through that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember that as well because they start out quite big, some of them in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so you're getting sort of the daily notifications of, you know, someone's due today or having a baby. And it's so strange because with these particular groups, I remember thinking I've, I feel really connected to some of these people, but I've actually never met them and I probably never will because they're in a different state. Yeah. Um, they're in a different state around the country. But it's just that exactly like you said, just the bond that you can build so quickly with people. The, the app itself is quite good in those mother's groups, but there are a few pitfalls to be aware of as well with, with that particular mother's group, I guess, mm-hmm. support group. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just being aware that it's not private and it is a large group. So depending on um, who is involved uh, or who, who is in there at the time, there's there's not a lot of vetting going on. Yeah. Um, because it is an online group essentially. So people can um, have varying opinions to you. And if, if, if no one's vetting them and you're feeling a bit hormonal or a bit emotional, you can take things to heart and um, take things maybe out of context. And I guess the only other one for me was just that physical interaction because I'm such a social person. So <laughs> that's what the, that's where CAFS was really good for me because I was able to go and see people and physically talk to them and connect. So um, if you are sort of a bit of an extrovert and you're wanting that face-to-face human contact you're not going to get that through this group because it is all done via the phone. Yeah, and and that's that's probably okay for some people. And, you know, it's not like we're choosing here, so you can do all of these things, and I think they all supplement each other quite well. So lacking that face-to-face is, is probably not the worst thing because the other side of that is that it's 24-7, so which a face-to-face group wouldn't be. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Because with the, with the other one, you have to wait, you know, your week until you yeah. meet them again. And then off the baby center app, you get the offshoots, which are the Facebook groups as well. So people that start wanting to get out of the platform and start talking about that Facebook group, um, which generally happens with, with most people that I know that have had that baby center app experience and they have that offshoot. Yes. I don't think they recommend it, but it, it does tend to happen. Uh, and you end up with these monthly private groups on Facebook with mothers at the same stage of pregnancy joining those. Some of them some of them are offshoots from Baby Center app, but you'll also find other groups that are just Facebook groups that people have set up for people at a certain stage of pregnancy at a certain point in time. And some of them are uh, national groups, Australia-wide, anyone from anywhere can join in and they could also be more more local ones. Uh, and obviously that impacts the size of the group. So some of the local ones that I've joined only sort of had about 20 people in it, which is probably not enough to get a good conversation going. But then you've got the national ones, which can get up to like hundreds, hundreds or thousands. Yes. Yeah. And that's a bit overwhelming sometimes. It can be because you sort of feel like you're losing. Um, you can't keep up with the feed. I've definitely with both of my pregnancies, you know me, I've done all of all of the things. Um, and yeah, the big ones are good to start with, but I think that for me, it's the smaller offshoots, the state-based ones that have worked quite well. And I've, I've still got friends and connections through both of those. Um, and it is amazing, again, like just how connected you feel to these people that you meet. And it, the good thing about these Facebook groups as well is, you know, you're meeting people that you probably wouldn't have met. Um, I know like the most recent one, there was varying in age from, you know, 20 to 40 from, from one side of the city to the other side of the city. They're people that you wouldn't normally connect with because they live north, but you live south. Um, first time mums, second time mums. There's no, you know, some people have, you know, it's their fifth kid, but they still want a support network. So you're getting all... A range. A range <laughs> of people, which is so good because I think it's just, it's really refreshing. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's good for first time mums as well because sometimes if you're isolated in a group of all first time mums, no one's done it before. 
So it is good to have a mix of people who are at different num different number kids. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then you've got a whole lot of different experiences to draw on. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, but then also sometimes that can also work against you because there's that person who's done it before. Yes. <laughs> and that when I had my first child, so. <laughs> Um, sometimes that can grate on you as yeah, well when you think, I don't, you know, don't spoil this for me or, you know, I'll wait till you start solids because then this will happen. Yes. So yeah, there's a bit of, there's a bit of a double-edged sword there, I guess. True. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, those, those chats, the, the other good thing for me was certainly just, I think you mentioned it before, but you could be up at three o'clock in the morning feeding on your phone and it might be a long hour and you just jump into one of those group chats and there's someone else who's just like, is anyone awake? Yes. And then you just see all the faces pop up and then you just start having a chat at three o'clock in the morning and you just feel like you're not alone. That's right. Yeah. That's really good. So one other thing is just to be wary of, again, we sort of mentioned this before, but um, you, you don't actually know who these people are. So we, you start sharing some pretty intimate details. You can share some pretty intimate details about what's happening with your body, about what's happening in your relationship. Um, so you just want to make sure that, um, you know, you're comfortable with what you're sharing because at the end of the day, you don't know these people outside of, um, until you actually start to meet them and you build that sort of face-to-face -face connection. That's right. And probably good to just check your Facebook privacy settings before you join yeah. groups like this because, um, they, you know, they've got access to your public profile. So yeah, good to just check that. And also depending on, you know, the city or the state that you're in, there's, um, that sort of two degrees of separation. So yeah. chances are they might know someone who knows someone who knows you. And if you're feeling vulnerable or, um, not wanting to share that element of your life. So it's just about making sure you're on the same page. Yeah. Um, the other, only other good thing I'll say here is that with the Facebook groups is you can obviously set up, um, events and you can, you know, have events and meet, you know, set up like a regular, like a CAFS group, I guess. Yeah. Um, you can set up a regular forum to, to meet with each other, which I've had um, success with doing with both of the groups that I've been into. Yeah. Meeting in person. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Meeting in person for sure. If you want to get off the platform. So I guess it's probably a good time to mention that we are starting our own Facebook group as well. Yes, we have. It's, it's called how to mum 101 and it's a group for Australian mums who are pregnant and could be your first baby, first pregnancy, second pregnancy, whatever, or even trying to conceive. It is a, it is a new group. So you're not going to find a whole lot of people there if you're listening in real time, but if you're listening a bit later, hopefully it's a little bit bigger down the track. And, um, yeah, if you, if you'd like to stop by, come and come and drop in and, and have a chat about what you're going through, ask some questions. We'll be in there and um, we'd yeah. love to see you. We'd love to connect. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Please join. Uh, okay, what's next? Um, another one that I had a really good experience with from a support perspective was the Australian Breastfeeding Association. Yeah. So my motivation for joining the ABA was um, because I wanted to do, like with my first pregnancy, I was feeling nervous about breastfeeding and I wanted to do the breastfeeding class. And with the hospital that I was birthing at, the breastfeeding class was for mums only. They didn't allow your partner. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. And I really wanted my partner to be there as well because you're obviously absorbing a lot of information through your pregnancy. Yes. And I wanted him to hear what I was hearing as well so that he could provide support to me through my breastfeeding journey. If I was struggling with something that he would be able to say, remember what they said in the session. Um, but I also didn't want to carry the load on my own. Yeah. That's um, really smart. You were clever. Yeah. Well, I just thought I'm the one with the boobs, but it's our child and we've got to feed Absolutely. them together. So if, if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't connecting, if I was having trouble latching or anything, I wanted him to be able to help. So 
Um, that's why initially I reached out to the ABA and I did my antenatal breastfeeding class there and it was a really good experience. Yeah. The, the room was full of couples, so everyone had their partner there with them, so there was men and women, um, and the men felt comfortable because there was other men there, so it wasn't okay. like there was only one man. Yeah. Um, what was awesome was there was, um, it's obviously a, a very pro breastfeeding group. So there was a mother that was part of the group. It was a volunteer that came into the session and actually did like, a, I guess a live breastfeeding demonstration, live demonstration, live wow. demonstration, but it was, it wasn't, that's so helpful. It was really. so helpful. It's hard to imagine, even if you're watching a video, it's just, it's, it's really hard to imagine and get the hold right and yeah. to mimic that. But I guess in, in real life, it would be yeah. a bit easier. And how to latch and, you know, pulling, you know, how you, how you latch and pulling that, you know, the nipple through and stuff. And, and it was, oh, she was actually saying to the men, it's okay. You can come and watch. Like it wasn't sexualized at all. Like there was yeah. a woman there with her breasts out, but it wasn't sexualized. And the men felt like she actually said, it's okay, guys, you can, I want you to watch too. So you know, we were kind of standing around this woman watching the baby latching um, and watching how she would switch from one side to the other and how to, if the baby came off, because it was quite a new baby, how to get the baby back on. So that was, you know, there was a lot of other positives as well, but that antenatal breastfeeding class was amazing. Yeah. And through there, so, you know, we joined. It's not a free, it's not free to join the ABA in terms of um, some of the experiences that you can get with them. I think it was about 70 bucks for the year, but for me it was well spent. Um, they give you a book. They've got their, I think it's called Naturally Breastfeeding. The book is is quite an easy read and there's a lot of information in there about, you know, just the stuff that you do your head in about. <laughs> if you end up having a glass of wine when you're, you know, you, and then you need to breastfeed your baby, like, and you don't know, you, you know. How long you should wait. Yeah, stuff. how long you should wait and then, you know, all that sort of stuff. So the book is amazing. Um, they have services through the ABA as well, like hiring breast pumps and, and other equipment. And I think they've got over like about 140 local groups throughout Australia. So it's really helpful. And even if you don't want to join the, the as join the actual association to become a member, they do have a, um, I'm pretty sure it's a free 1-800 helpline for anyone that is struggling with breastfeeding. So from a support perspective as well. Yeah, I wasn't a member and I, I did access that number. And, and it's, I think it's all staffed by volunteers, real mums who, who know what they're talking about when it comes to breastfeeding and they'll talk to you in the middle of the night when you just <laughs> need some, some advice. So that's, that's really great. Yeah, I definitely called them too. And, you know, again, you get different experiences based on who answers the phone, but they just talk you back through. It's almost what you already know, but... You know, when you're in it and you're just freaking out, they just sort of talk to you about just things to go back through. Yeah. You know, are you drinking enough water? You know, if you're worried about your supply, just things like that. Wet nappies, they talk to you about things to check, just practical advice on things that you might want to check. So, um, so yeah, I found them, I found it a, a really good experience for myself. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and the last one, it's not one that either of us have had experience with ourselves because we have singletons, but there is um, the Australian multiple birth association i think it's called the amber um so for anyone that is expecting twins or triplets or your voice broke a little bit there triplets. <laughs> I don't know. That's scary. it is so scary <laughs> um and amazing as well but yeah it's obviously well not obviously i wouldn't know because i haven't had a multiple but it would be it's just another layer um having it having a multiple particularly i guess if it's your first time so i i personally haven't had experience with the multiple birth association but i do know people that have and have had again it's just a really good connection point um because it would be a whole different experience wouldn't it there totally. would be so many challenges there that you wouldn't have with a single baby so yeah. definitely good connect to connect with people who 
who are in the same boat or, or who know what they're talking about in that respect. Yeah, even just like what's the best double pram to buy or, yeah. you know, a double breast pump or how do you how do you tandem feed, mm. things that we you know, we haven't had to experience ourselves. Um, what I could see on their website as well as it does look like they've got members' benefits where they have some affiliations with um, some quite popular brands that sell nappies and formula and things like that. So if you can get a discount, you know, whether it's 10% or 20%, it's all going to make a big difference. So... Um, it is run by volunteers as well, um, similar to ABA, I guess, but parents of twins and multiples. And yeah, I think there'd be some, just like we said, so many other things that we haven't even considered. So if you are experiencing, uh, expecting multiples, that's one for you to reach out to as well. Yeah, great. So that's all we have in terms of the support groups for early parenting and, and pregnancy. I hope that's given you some, some way to start in terms of where you can get some support. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the main thing is that, you know, you, like you mentioned before, you don't have to do one you, or you can do one, you can do all of them. There's, there is a lot out there and it's, there's probably even more out there now that we, we don't know about because <laughs> of the way that technology yeah. moves and, and what have you. But, you know, whether you're looking for a physical support group or an online support group, I'm, I think there is something there for you. So we'll put a little bit of information in the show notes yep. with regards to some of the groups that we've spoken about today. Um, and, yeah, feel free to reach out to us, join, the, join our Facebook group and reach out to us if you want to um, continue the conversation. 